0: this morning, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You can be seated, amen. May the Lord bless the service this morning, anoint the speaker, and anoint the hearer also. Glad to have Michael in this morning, he recognized it, Benjamin, glad to have you here this morning. He's glad that the Marines is over. Couldn't talk him out of it though, he had to go through it. Footsteps of the righteous, order of the Lord. Footsteps of the others, anywhere they want to go. <laughs> well, this should be a shouting service this morning. After last week, we should be rejoicing. Amen. So we're going to take another step at that this morning, look at it just a little farther. Because I found out when you hear the gospel, hear the promise how, how God will meet your need, and by hearing there's assurance in here, something comes in here, it's so a glory to God, hallelujah. I'm glad God answers my need. glory to God, hallelujah. And you walk out and something smacks you right in the face. When should you shout the loudest? When you hear the gospel and believe the promise or when a trial comes and smacks you in the face. Both. And the more the devil hammers on you, the more you're assured that you're going to get your need met. We're looking at this situation. I definitely believe we have crossed a period of time from the basically the shout to the voice of the resurrection. And the next manifestation of God will be resurrection power. It is promised and it is here. And as we'll see in a few minutes, the prophet says, all we need is basically faith to move it. Faith to move it. We've went through the scripture many years and showing you how the scripture said, I didn't have them all down this morning, but ask whatever you will, and you'll be given to you. No condition. Whatever you ask the Father on that day in my name, I'll give it to you. No condition. I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. No condition. So there must come a time and a period where there's a maturity in the bride that she becomes the Word manifested in flesh. And we've seen an example of that in the Omega ministry of Jesus Christ because I believe there was an Alpha and Omega ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the anointed Messiah. He was the promised Son to come and God came down and incarnated Himself in that Son and manifested Himself to the people. So the works that you've seen, Jesus do, was the works of the Father. He said, I don't do the works. I'm just a man. I'm just a a conduit. The miracles are done by my Father, the Holy Spirit. Through 2,000 years of church ages, now we've come back to that same ministry. Because God will do the same thing for the Gentiles as he's done for the Jews. You've seen God manifested in human flesh. The people then turned around and made the human flesh God. In this hour you've seen the Word or God manifested in the human flesh people turned around and made the human flesh God. God is a spirit. He is not flesh and blood. He is a spirit and He is invisible and He only makes Himself known through human flesh. Now We must not make the mistake of putting our minds in the past 60 years ago in a prophet. That was a signpost telling you where we're at in the progression to immortality. We know the next step down was a five-fold ministry and you should apply the five-fold ministry exactly the same way as you looked at a prophet. Now what's going to amaze you and what's going to be the hardest thing that you have and the hardest thing for me to preach and to understand is this. Faith comes from mouth to ear. Faith comes by hearing. To hearing, someone's got to be doing the talking, someone's got to be doing the listening. So faith comes by mouth to ear. For you to believe it, you must have confidence in the one that you're hearing it from without any personal proof or evidence or experience on your part that it is true. Why you say that opens up for total deception. 99% will be deceived. But there is a true ministry. There was one true prophet brought forth a revelation. That revelation was given to a fivefold ministry, and that one revelation is the only thing that'll kick you through. Amen. So we must come to a place where it is mouth to ear. When you come from mouth to ear, then it comes out of your mouth and it's God speaking. So that's what we're looking at as far as reaching this great move of God in human flesh. It will not be like the Pentecostals. It will not be one man. It will be a revelation in you. And you'll be walking and talking with God. You will be written epistles read of all men. What we're looking at in the economy today, this pandemic, I believe is a method by which God is using to squeeze the church into a position. If you'll notice, most of the content is over science, 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 science. God hasn't been mentioned as the answer or the solution to any problem. And when you move from God to science, you're looking for destruction. This condition is slowly moving us and we must be aware that it is moving us into a position of faith. And we will use this faith because we're ordained to do so and He will bring the conditions about to do it. We call it a squeeze in the message, but it is actually a persecution this uh, pandemic will bring forth an economy. The World Council of Churches is what we're looking at as far as pushing us out of existence or out of being able to preach. But that will only come into its power by the economy, and the economy is the American deficit, which we're looking at now. This is the greatest depression already in the state that it's in now that's ever struck the earth. There's More people unemployed, more people without jobs, food, and whatever more this ever been. You say, well, it had not affected me yet. Well, we have a strange way of coping. If affliction don't hit me, there's no affliction. If famine don't hit my house, everything's all right. But we're looking at a body of Christ. We're looking at a faith. We're looking at a plan, and it is completed. We talk much about the squeeze. It's been preached on for about 50 years now, looking for this squeeze to come because the message people has realized that the prophet Told them something they don't quite understand, but they believe at the time of the squeeze something will come forth that will just make us spiritual giants according to the supernatural. I'll read that quote. I've got the quote. If, uh, if you'll put it on the board, you can read it with me. You have to be careful about reading quotes because you can come out with any, any way that you want to look at it. Brother Bram said, The third pull. If we got the quote up there, the third pull has now been vindicated. Okay, watch what he said, the third pull has now been vindicated. The third pull was the opening of the seven seals and the mystery of the seven thunders of Revelation, which brought forth a mystery of iniquity, the trail of the serpent, separating the true and the false vine, the true election, seed, predestination, and grace third pull of the opening of the Word of God has now been vindicated. When the Word of God is opened it lets forth a, sets forth a revelation of completeness. We're in darkness until all the mysteries are revealed. But once the mysteries are revealed then that which is part is done away. That which is perfect has come. The perfect is the full interpretation of the Word of God. We have now by the grace of God the perfect interpretation of the mysteries or the seals or the written Word. But we only have a man's word for it. 99% of the world does not accept the man as with authority. So as far as they're concerned, that's just his opinion. It doesn't fit theology. He was not a Trinitarian. He hated women. He preached on bobbed hair, this and that and whatever more. So he wasn't legitimate. He's just False. If that's your opinion, you might as well forget about it and do what you want to do. If he was true, then God has kept his word. The third pull, or the true interpretation of the mysteries has been interpreted. So in other words, the opening of the word has now been vindicated, and vindication was, according to him, the speaking of the squirrels, the storms, and the five times of the spoken word. Watch third pull has now been vindicated I think he's looking at the squirrels and the speaking of the word and I'm sure you all know what it is what 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 is vindication See, I'm sure you know what the vindication was the speaking of the squirrels now remember there'll never be an impersonation of that because it can't be impersonation of what the opening of the seven seals with vindication of the created word he said it can't be See, it cannot be. Watch. Now it's in existent. He kind of messed us up on that. I put existence but he said existent. E-X-I-N-T which I don't know I think it's existence. What's in existence? God has been here through the first and second pool, so what's in existence? The revelation of the open word. The revelation of the one true God with only one begotten Son. The true revelation of water baptism for salvation, true revelation of election, true revelation of the serpent seed, true revelation of marriage and divorce, true revelation of the rapture. He said, I'm warned of this, that soon right at this time now it's just happened, what's happened, the spoken word, the created word. So it could identify its presence among you. Watch what he's saying now. It basically brought forth a spoken word of creation so it can identify itself among you. What it? The Logos, Christ, the anointing we call Jesus Christ. It is the Logos. It is God himself or the glory of God veiled in a light. Hadn't seen God yet but you see his manifestation. You've seen his glory. You've seen his image in a light. We've seen his image, perfect image in a man. Jesus was the perfect image of the invisible God. When you see me, you see the Father. Therefore, when you've seen the physical representation, his characteristics, what he done, what he said, how he reacted, you saw how God reacted and how God is. Okay. But then he said, now watch, its presence among you has been identified. That's what I call the perusia or the presence, the appearing, the opening of the seven seals, the coming of Christ. Revelation 10, 1 to 7, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, the shout. Are you with me so far? So its presence, uh, presence is among you, see. Uh, and that would actually be the Son of Man present with the revelation. What? See, but it will not be used in a great way until. What won't be used in a great way until? The revelation of the presence. So you've got to get your Pentecostal mind in another realm now. You gotta shift. It's all it's all different. Don't bring none of your Pentecostal thinking over in this. See? What won't be used in a mighty way? The revelation of the presence of the Son of Man. He said, Well, I think the pillar of fire is the Son of Man. No. I think your Brother Bram is the Son of Man. No. He said it's the Holy Spirit here revealing through himself through flesh. Jesus Christ is actually here in the form of a revelation or a spirit. We call it God. We call it Jesus Christ. The same yesterday and forever we're talking about the Logos, the light, God's representation of Himself. The only way we've ever seen Him was a pillar of fire or a cloud or things like that, manifestations. It won't be used in a great way until this council begins to tighten up. Now he's talking about the World Council of Churches which we could spend a lot of time on that. But the World Council of Churches is the union of churches. Hundreds and hundreds of Protestant churches now belong to the uh, World Council of Churches, then you have your Catholicism, its hierarchy also. Those two will get together. The beast of Revelation 13 was your Protestantism. Catholicism, Revelation 17 will come together to form a power. And when they come together to form a power, and they'll come together over the economy. go to Revelation 13, America is fulfilling it to the letter said look like we're going down we will uh, control the economy what's going to bail us out the Roman Catholic Church what price are we going to pay for you and I will be shut down and be four or five uh, full denominations that you'll have to belong to to go to church now that's when you have to resist that union of churches which is a union or mark of the beast called organized religion all right he said now when that begins to tighten up, now you watch, he said, now the Pentecostals can almost impersonate anything. In other words, they cast out devils, heal the sick, even raising the dead, having meetings now. We have supernatural on everybody. Women preachers, Bob, hair, everything else, you have having supernatural out there. Well, how come we're not having it? That's a very good question. But they're out there impersonating everything. Almost anybody on TV you see now is trying to copy the brother Branham. Oh, there's someone out there uh, that's got a headache. Somebody out there, oh, uh, somebody's got this. Oh, I discerned someone. Oh, i probably. Everybody's trying to impersonate Brother Banner, but they're poor impersonators. Not a one of them has thus saith the Lord. Not a one of them will speak and God will confirm it. Where is that voice that spoke out of a prophet and God confirmed it? Say, where is that voice that spoke out of a prophet and God confirmed it? It has to be. In the voice of resurrection or the bride. But what if that voice is in the bride Call a revelation but it does not speak. It's nothing happens. See? The Pentecostal can almost impersonate anything that can be done. But when that time comes the Ecumenical Council, World Council of Churches. This covenant or squeeze comes in on religion. Now remember the economy is what's going to force it. Our economy is going to get stiff. It's going to get tighter and tighter because we need it. It's got to go that way for us to be squeezed or forced into using the authority that is now deposited into us by hearing of the word. You don't think you have any power or authority. You do. Most of us say, well, I'm weak in faith. I don't have enough faith. That's a lie. You're not weak in faith and we are not weak in faith. We're stronger in faith now than we ever have been in the church history. All right. But when that time comes, when the squeeze comes down now, then you'll see what you've seen temporarily. That's a spoken word five times. The the storm, fish I believe it was, the tumor, uh, squirrels, I can't get them all, or the cloud. What is it? Five times. What you've seen temporarily will be manifested in the fullness of its power. So, what have we seen in the fullness of the power? The fullness of the Perusia or the presence of the Holy Ghost, this Logos, this light that was operating itself, doing all these works through uh, Brother Branham, just like it done through Jesus. That power is still here. Now, the whole key to our subject last week, and we're going to pick it up again. We can have our needs met. On the condition that we believe that God is here. If God is on a far journey, then cry, holler, and see if God will answer. You must talk to the Father because you know something. We know that He has been proven and identified that He is here among us. Period. That revelation will open the door to whatsoever you have need of. There has to be a key to open up whatever you ask the Father in my name, He'll give it to you. Without a condition. We've got to come to that. So the only thing that's going to bring us to that state is pressure. Do I like it that way? No. I would like to just float around, drive a Cadillac, speak the Word, and get going out of here in good times. But it's not going to work that way. I'm old enough where it doesn't make any difference. I've lived my lifespan. My time is over. I'm just reminding you young people what has been. Because it's going to squeeze you tighter than any of us, so to speak. Because you still got your dreams. you still got your families. you still got all the carnal things of life to look forward to. Most of us is already spent. So the squeeze is going to be not only just a squeeze. Oh, I feel a little tight. It's going to hurt. Because we must suffer with him to reign with him. Amen. See, I don't like to preach how it really is. Brother Branham didn't tell us how bad it was because he said, I don't want you to dwell on how terrible it's going to be that you'll have the faith to meet it when it comes. All right. So what we're looking at is a revelation. Now, Brother Branham's making reference here. I put him on notes. He's making reference here to the speaking of the squirrels into existence or the spoken word. As the prophet was meditating, he said he mulled over the scripture of Mark eleven twenty three. if we put that up there on the board. Here was a prophet that went through the first pull, a gift of healing. He went through the second pull, discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. He could tell you where you come from, where you want to go, on and on. He could look at your history. So how are you going to get any greater than that? But he said the opening of the seven seals, bringing forth the mysteries and the, uh, the mysteries, the teaching, the true interpretation of the Word of God was in greater realm than any of those two first and second pull. Greater than healing, greater than miracles, greater than raising the dead, greater than all that. So the peak supernatural is revelation. What is missing is a revelation. We've got to have revelation more than anything else. Watch now. So Brother Bram said he was mulling over this scripture, Mark eleven, twenty-three. 23. He had mulled it over. He had never preached it because he said, I could not understand it. I could not put it there as if it was like every other scripture that it meant exactly what it said. And what does it say? For verily I say unto you that whatsoever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall they believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass? He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now the part that Brother Brown was hung up on was he can have those things whatsoever he saith. He said, I was meditating on that, pondering it, wondering what it was. And the boy said, you're out here, what do you need? We read the scripture last week. Well, I need three squirrels. Well, where are they going to be? I put them in the hardest places, and there they was. You have read the story over and over they appeared, he shot them, and then he sat there for the rest of the day thinking there's squirrels everywhere. So what are we looking at? He said, he didn't tell me to pray. He told me to speak. Now every Pentecostal gets happy, happy over this. Speak, speak, speak. But the key to me in there is that shall not doubt in his heart. Because what he's saying is the revelation of the shout, which is passive faith that we've been looking at for the last 40 years. Now call that teaching our passive faith. This pandemic is now moving us or crossing us the line showing us plainly that we must move from a passive faith to an active faith. Now the Pentecostals have been operating passive faith for all these years trying to get it, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going and to a minor degree and to some way they've kept it going to a measure. But ask them about doctrine. Ask them about interpretation of the Word. Ask them what the, what the Scripture means, Elijah shall come to restore all things. Ask them what First Thessalonians 4, 16 means. Ask them how many gods are they? one, two, three, two and a half or one. Well doctrine is not important. Doctrine is important. Because the true uh, interpretation of the Word is your revelation of God. Now how many of us wants to be full of the Holy Ghost? If you're full of the Holy Ghost the only way that we can be full of the Holy Ghost is be full of the Word. Amen. You want more of the uh, Holy Ghost? Just get in the Word. More of the Holy Ghost. But it takes God's Spirit to give you a revelation of the Word. I started reading the word, reading, dining and day, fourteen hours a day for twenty something years, didn't have a clue what the Bible said. Had it memorized, I wore twenty-six Bibles out trying to figure out what it said. I've got bookshelves full of Bibles, most of them wore out. Man cannot his mind cannot comprehend the Word of God. Paul said, I have been apprehended. You have been apprehended. You can't even comprehend what you has what has apprehended you. But if we could comprehend what has apprehended us, then we will be known even as we are known. Now are we the sons of God? John said 2000 years ago it does not yet appear what we shall be. But in the time when that light comes back, that pillar of fire comes, and Jesus Christ comes to prove that He's the same yesterday and forever, in that hour, of Malachi 4, 5 and 6, the restoration, when them scriptures come, then you'll know even as you're known, because he'll come down and tell you exactly who you are and what you are in the time that you're living in. The seals will come off the book, the scales will come off our eyes. We've heard the word, we've heard the word preached and hallelujah, we got happy about it, we got saved over it, but how many knows you were saved before the foundation of the world? You only rejoice because you heard the good news of the gospel. We didn't rejoice when the preachers began to beat us on the head, you got to do this and everything's a sin, you're going to hell for this, hell for that, hell for this, hell for that, on and on and on. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. But when a revelation come by faith, you're saved through the grace of Almighty God. You had not one thing to do with it. I'm here and I'm telling you, as the judge. How many believes the judge has already come? You and I have already stood before our white throne judgment already, and we have already been judged. And the judge had declared us not guilty. Come on now. We can get happy over this now. Yeah, but uh, I stole the watch. <laughs> I done the bad. I done this. He said, No, you never done it in the first place. I laid all of your sins on the head of the devil because he was the father of it in the beginning. Come on now. And when Jesus died and paid your debt, paid for our transgressions, when I raised him from the dead, you are now justified forever. Praise be to God. Now we know who we are. Now we know what we are. We stand as the righteous, redeemed sons of Almighty God. The seven seals basically removed all doubt of who we were. You've got to have that guilt removed. You've got to have that fear removed. When Brother Branham stood up out of Sabino Canyon, what did he come back? He said, now, I have no fear in the presence of God. Come back off another Sabino Canyon, I have no guilt. I don't feel guilt in His presence anymore. Praise be to God. He was only the forerunner telling you our position in with God. We should not have any fear in His presence anymore our condemnation and our guilt is done away with thus saith the Lord you never done it in the first place I now call you the sinless virtuous bride of Jesus Christ and if you cannot rejoice in that you cannot rejoice in nothing praise God if that doesn't put a little fire in your soul to raise you up into another realm of faith I don't know what it's going to take But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. How many believes that the word of a prophet, with thus saith the Lord, now vindicated what he told you will come to pass? I believe that. You say, Well, well that's me doing it. no, 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 no. That's God talking to you. Here this scripture was proven by vindication of speaking squirrels into existence, showing you that this verse of scripture is now in existence. That if we believe the revelation of the shout and the words that he told you, it will come to pass. I believe that the council is going to form. I believe that the squeeze is on now. It's going to tighten down a little more. We've got just a little taste of it by not being able to go to church. You see all these governors, what more, little dictators, whatever more you you put a president in line in that flavor my god you wouldn't even be able to play marbles in your back porch all they want is a welfare subdued people sending you a check keeping you alive and them dictating exactly what you can do and what you can't do i say in the backbone of america and we're not even in texas praise god in the backbone of every Christian will rise up with the whole armor of God and having done all to stand we will withstand that devil because we know that this 200,000 demons called a virus that there's no cure for it's nothing but little demons that we have the power to cast out Amen. praise be to God let's shout glory to God and give God the praise come on there's the victory in account praise the Lord So the prophet took the speaking of the squirrels as the vindication now of his interpretation of the seven seals or his message. It proved to him that what he spoke under inspiration, he said, I don't know what that seal was. How could he? It's veiled in a mystery. But under inspiration, it was revealed to him what that symbol meant. And he picked it up exactly under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Every night a different angel come right on down that anointing come and open up all seven seals. And the seventh seal was the full revelation of the whole thing of his ministry that God himself had come down from heaven and fulfilled. First Thessalonians 4.16 the shout is here to gather us together in his presence for the resurrection and the marriage supper. In other words, you'll hear this phrase over and over in the next few sermons. This is it. This is it. Like John said, "Are you the one, or shall we look for another?" Everybody's looking for Brother Branham to come back, another prophet to come, or someone else to come. Another wave, another wave, or another this. Another. This is it. There's not going to come another prophet. There's not coming another wave. This is it. It is finished. And praise God, we are sealed by the revelation that it is finished. I'm not looking for nothing else. All I'm looking for now is the sleeping saints to appear to me to get me out of here. Why, are I, why do I need the sleeping saints? Because that's exactly what the Scripture says, that they will appear to us and then we'll be changed. Brother Bantam said in perfect faith, I want to look at these few quotes before we move into our subject. The word made flesh is the word operating in human flesh. The word made flesh is the word operating in human flesh. By physical signs, let's call that the cloud, seven angels formed a mysterious cloud over in Arizona. By material signs, let's speak of the squirrels into existence. By scriptural signs, that's Revelation 10:1 to 7, opening of the seal, seven thunders, 1 Thessalonians 4:16, the rapture. Perfectly to bring you to a perfect faith for a perfect rapture. To bring you a perfect revelation. Bring you to a complete end product, back to seed, fulfilled, word revealed. Bring you to the end. Bring you to the climax. Until we realize this is it. And our faith is based on this. And this is our confession. This is our revelation. God is here among us and in us in the form of a revelation of the Word of Almighty God. Amen. The Son of Man has been revealed to us. He is in me. He is in you. Don't you understand that the understanding of the Word of God, no man can understand the things of God, which is Word, except the Spirit of God in him? So, that part you understand about the Bible is the Holy Spirit in you giving you that comprehension or understanding. And we're to receive a spirit of wisdom and understanding to bring us in a knowledge of God, which is a revelation. And that revelation according to Ephesians will bring us to a resurrection. And the resurrection will bring us to a position of authority through the millennium all the way to the New Jerusalem. So where are we? We have the revelation, it's complete. It's done. It's climax. It's here. The word has become flesh in the bride form. If I can see it in a prophet, I'd be able to see it in myself. Come on, when the bride begins to say, when you see me, you see the Father, or when you see me, you see the Word manifested in flesh, he said, then the shuck will pull away. The shuck to me means questioning anything that's untrue about this message. I don't mean question the preacher while I'm crazy. This message is the truth or it is error. It is it or it is not it. You're going to find that this end time generation, you young people, you didn't see what we saw. I didn't see what the other generation saw. You lived through a period of teaching. You hadn't seen probably nothing of God. The only decision you can make to put you in or out is a decision whether this is the truth that you're hearing or is it error. What else are you going to believe? Believing means taking the man's word for it. Who you give authority or have confidence in, without any proof or experience on your own, knowing it is the truth or error? Faith comes by hearing. These signs shall follow those that believe. What are you? Like I said, what believe what? Whatever the Holy Spirit or anointed men is telling you in that hour is the light to walk in. Now trust God's way if you put trust in your own flesh you're going to get in trouble well I'll get my revelation home yeah look what that's doing for you we're going to get our revelation set incorporally together under the anointing of the Holy Ghost listening to the word broke down and ministered in a simple way that even lambs of God can feed our souls on that word because we're trusting God to give us the assurance and the confidence of his method of communication That he does have anointed ministry. He did not leave us alone. He did not go on a far journey. He did not leave us out here to wander in the wilderness without any help of our own. He's still here in a method of communication. He's still the same yesterday and forever. And you must take a man's word for it. Now you're, don't, see, uh, that puts me in a position. I don't like to preach that. But it's true. If you're a five-fold minister, ordained to minister the word, somebody has to take your word for it. So we all go down or we all go up. So what decision do I have to make, Brother Green? Am I telling you the truth? I told you last week that you could have your knees met according to prayer. That's thus saith the Lord. Now, do we have that kind of faith? That's what Brother Brown, perfect faith is taking Brother Brown's word for it. That's a different kind of faith. He said, I'm going to show you a different kind of faith. It's not a hoo-hoo, no, it's taking my word for it. If you will come in this morning, I'm going to do the praying, I'm going to do the laying on the hands, I'm going to do the speaking, and you're going to do the receiving. If you'll take my word for it, there won't be one person in this building go home not healed. (laughs) Oh, you say, well, that's Brother Branham. That's the word of God. All right, if Brother Branham's not here, has God gone on a far journey? Or did he leave us another trickle-down effect to do it with? Well, Brother Greg, you don't have that gift. I do not have that gift. But he gave me the understanding to receive what that prophet has said. Amen. 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 Watch them. Brother Branham said, now watch. Remember, he said, Jesus gave his disciples power to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and cast out devils. Just a few days before that he said, they had the power, but not the faith to use the power. We got the quote up there it's, it's a quote uh, in perfect faith. Watch. They had the power, but not the faith to use the power. All right, Brother Branham is using that as a relationship. Jesus was there. They could handle him, see him, and hear him tell him. So they had the power because Jesus was there talking to them. He was there, present with them. Brother Brown said, see, it's the same today. I'm here talking to you. You took God's word for it. Look, the mind cannot hardly comprehend this. We're talking about a different kind of faith. We're not talking about church faith, Pentecostal. We're talking about rapture faith. We're talking about a faith that will absolutely change your body and get you out of this mess. He said, you took God's word for it. You took Jesus' word for it. Jesus said, take my word for it. And they did and received. Paul said, take my word for it. If you receive it, you will get it. Even John said, he that hears me hears God. Take my word for it and you'll receive it. He said, I'm telling you, thus saith the Lord. If you'll take my word for it. And you re- only realize who I am standing here in your midst. That wasn't a man. You see, don't make brother Bram God. It's a Holy Spirit here working through channels, a conduit. And our revelation is to pick up that spirit, that voice is talking to me. It is not the voice of a man. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit but he's the same word over and over and over. If you realize who I am, there wouldn't be one person in here that's not healed in five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's, uh, but, uh, no, it's got to come down to this. I have confidence in God. I know that I'm a son of God. He called me. He brought me this far. I have done nothing to get it so far. And you can't do nothing to get more than you got now. So I'll just trust him. All right. He said, now. There's the Branham Tabernacle. There's the church. We got it up here yet? Okay. There's the Branham Tabernacle. There's the church. There's the bride. The Holy Spirit is here with the power. Now, I've been kicked out of every message church, all the meetings. I don't have any fellowship hardly at all. Over one doctrine God is here. The Son of Man has revealed Himself. God is here in the form of a Logos. The Son of Man has been revealed. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forever. Jesus, the created Son, is not God. He's the only begotten Son of God. By which, by conduit and means, you can see the invisible God, receive His Word, which is spirit and life, and be saved. But the Holy Spirit hadn't changed. It was that pillar of fire in the Garden of Eden. It was that pillar of fire that came in the form of Melchizedek, in the form of a man. It was a pillar of fire that led Moses out by day, whatever more. A cloud by uh, day and a pillar of fire by night. They sat and looked at it. It was that pillar of fire that burned on the mountain. It roared and thundered. What more the people backed up ten miles away so they wouldn't get in the presence of it. Same pillar of fire that come to Elijah. Same pillar of fire that moved Elisha. Same pillar of fire that come to John the Baptist and put him in the wilderness. That same pillar of fire come to Jesus in the river. And John said, Behold the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the world. I saw him descend from heaven and I heard a voice tell me, This is the one. This is it. This is it. Don't look for nothing else. This is it. And that same one later when his eyes doled over, just like he's Pentecostal. Well, it was Brother It Was that really? Oh, is this really? Oh, I believe it's so. No, this is it, period. I don't look for nothing else. I'm going to go down with this ship. This message is thus saith the Lord. It's what's going to take me out of here. Or it's going to put me in the uh, tribulation. But even in the tribulation, my part, it will take me all the way to death. It will raise me up at the white throne. And I'll enter in my reward a thousand years down the road. Because I'm a part of it. What the Holy Spirit is here with power. That's the whole key. There it is right there. Oh, Brother Gregory believes God's here. If you don't believe God's here, something's wrong with you. But I believe he's here in a way that he hadn't been here for 2,000 years. I believe he was here incarnated in a man and God spoke to us through human lips. We saw his vindication. We saw the miracles follow him. God was here revealing himself through flesh. Now whatever that man told us, if we don't doubt in our heart but believe that what he said shall come to pass, we can have exactly what he said. What did he say? Do you have to have me come around or all robbers come and lay hands on you? No, no, no. He said those gifts are in the body of Christ. Your brother can lay hands on you. Your minister can lay hands on you. Your faith in that minister will do the same thing as your faith in me will do. Where's the key? Brother Bram said, Sister, he said, uh, don't be afraid now. That's just him standing here. He felt in Virginia. Yeah. Now whatever he tells you, believe it. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Whatever. He, see, we hadn't seen that. We're taking a mother man's word for it. Young people, you're taking my word for it. You're taking your parents' word for it. But this is absolutely true. Yeah, I see you. You're sitting on a table. Oh, the doc- oh, I see a shadow. The doctor told you you didn't have long to live. you got a tumor on so and so. That's right, but you don't have it no more. Go home, you're healed. Amen. Praise God. And what happened? Everybody praise God, hallelujah, Shouted for joy, glory to God. I'm getting to my point here real quick. What did he tell them? Well, now, I've been preaching now. That's one anointing. Now, we're going to have a prayer line. If you start lining them up over here, then we're going to ask him. Will he come tonight? We don't know whether he'll come or not. But we're going to ask him. Let's play the great physician now. He's here. The music starts playing. He's here. What was the key to their healing? You know, he said, I'm your brother. I'm your man. I don't know what's wrong with you. I can't heal nobody. But if he comes, he's the healer, he's your redeemer, he's the one that you're feeding off of. It's not me. I'm just a man. He's here. What was the key? They had to believe that God was present. And they t- had to take a man's word for it. <sighs> he said, "What? Well, the Holy Spirit is here with the power. But you haven't got that faith to move it. See what I mean? It takes faith to move it. We got it here. You can read it over and over and over. But you haven't got, watch, that faith to move it. That faith. What faith? Super kind of faith? You don't have the revelation that He is here. That what He said? The Holy Spirit is here with the power. But you haven't got that faith to move it. You had not got the revelation of that ministry. You had not got a revelation of what God's doing. You don't have a revelation of Malachi 4, 5, and 6, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, Revelation 10, 1 to 7. You heard about it. You believe it because you're sitting here. You've recognized something going on, but you don't have the revelation of it. You don't have the revelation that God is here. the man said, you make a mistake, you're looking at me. You're thinking, I'm the one that's doing it, but I'm not the one that's doing it. I was only standing there when he done it. You're mistaking me from him. And I've got to leave the scene, but I'm going to tell you something. He's not going to leave. Brother Branham left, so they thought God left. The Holy Spirit did not leave. That pillar of fire did not leave. He's standing right here. That power is right in our midst this morning and can be moved exactly as he can always be moved. The revelation that he's here will meet every need. There's not one need that God can't meet here if we will touch him this morning. Not one. Revelation that He is here. And He's come to us in a form of a message a revelation called the shout. To gather us together to bring a revelation of His appearing. And that understanding, that revelation is the faith that moves the power. The revelation that moves the power is He is here. If you do not believe God is here, how is He's going to hear you? If you don't believe that God is here, how's he going to touch your need? How's he going to heal your body? Now, you know the doctor can't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. We've all tried. But there is somebody that can do it. Now, he's not hard hearing. He's not blind. He's not indifferent. He's still the same compassion to God that he always was. And all we can do, basically, all we can do, he'll tell you right here. Then, Brother Branham, what can I do? What do I have to do about it? Hey, I'm glad you asked that prayer of 150. There's nothing left for us to do, but believe it. Are you following me now? There's nothing left. He told you. There's nothing left for us to do, but believe it. And believe it is the substance. That's the old word. Faith is a subject. But which the better word is assurance. See, if you had assurance that your need is met, You're 99% there. Are you following me? See, we just don't have the assurance. See, it's not really revealed to you that you have it. You rejoice when you heard that he would do it. But somehow you didn't get that assurance. You're not sure. But he said, there's nothing left for you to do but believe it. That's what? Taking a man's word for it without you absolutely knowing or experiencing it. And believe it is the assurance, and that creates a perfect or complete revelation or faith for the manifestation. Now it moves into reality or material. Now you can say, I'm healed. Now it's done. (laughs) All right. Let me move in just a little bit. It's getting late. Let me move in just a little bit and we'll get to this. This is what we must get to for us to have our knees met by the spoken word or by prayer. Philippians 419. I will go pretty quick, but follow me now real close. Philippians four nineteen says my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Last week we looked at the squeeze as the agent or the conduit or the means by which the promise of immortality, the promise and the mystery of prayer, of speaking the word, having those needs, things that we have given to us, and that God shall supply all of your need according to His glory. And we asked you the question: What is our need? Well according to what we just got through reading up here uh, the Branham Tabernacle and the brighter day don't realize that he's here that we don't have that revelation to remove the power to get our needs met. It's what I need. Oh but you say well I need money, I need healing. No, you need a revelation that God is here to meet what you say. Whatever you ask the Father. Where is he? He's right here. Who do you talk to? The one that's in you. Father, I have need. You know my needs. I need a revelation of your healing grace. I need a divine revelation that you're here. You're in me. I know who's talking to me. I know who I am and what I am. The words out of my mouth are your words. Come on now. I know I am born again. I have the witness in my heart. I understand and I believe this message is absolutely true. This is it. I'm not looking for nothing else. You are here. Our one true need is the revelation of this word. We said in light of God answering prayer according to need that the need is the assurance that your petition will be met. The need is the assurance. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God being here is your assurance, Brother Ben said. If God is here you are assured that He will hear you if you approach Him according to His will. Right? We'll read you the Scripture right here. John, uh, 1 John 1. This is the record, 1 John, uh, 1 John 5 verse 11 to 15. This is the record that God has given us to, to us eternal life, and that this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence. Faith in the assurance of things hold for and the confidence of things not see. And this is the confidence. What? This is the confidence that we have in him. This is our assurance. This is our confidence. That we have in him. That if we ask anything. According to His will, He heareth us. So I've been told that if I ask God, who's here? Anything according to His will, His word, I am guaranteed that He hears me. That is not even in question. Verse 15, and if we know that He hears us, if you know that He hears you, whatsoever we ask, We know. We know something. I know he's here. That took a divine revelation. I know the Father is here. I know that if I ask anything in the name of Jesus, the Father is here to give it to me. And I know that if I ask anything according to his word, he has guaranteed he hears me. There's no doubt about that. He hears me. Then, if I know that he hears me, come on now. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Now, that's quite a statement. Now, we've been taught that your need doesn't guarantee you the answer. You said, I need this, I need that. But no, oh, yeah, you might get it. You might not That's certain. Until we know who we are and what we are, we'll never know that we can have our needs met. And as we said last week, until you realize that you as a son of God and a daughter of God can have your needs met by the one that's here. You will never exercise faith for it. For it will not work any other way. You can try every Pentecostal gimmick you want, but it won't work for us. God is training us one way. And we're going to come out better for it. First Thessalonians five eighteen. Now we'll get to it. Watch. I know I'll keep you a little long this morning, but forgive me. First Thessalonians 5, 18 said, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I wrote down a little example here. I don't know whether I can read it, or I'd be better off at just let her fly. I guess. I said, Lord, I have a problem. Well, then God said, Well, then tell me what I said about your problem. You get on your knees and say, Lord, I got a problem. He comes back, Well, what did I say about your problem? What did I say about your problem through any of the prophets that I've ever used. Did I say anything in here about your problem? Fits in here. What I said about your problem is the answer to your problem. Well, as a matter of fact, you did say and made the promise that you would not put none of these diseases up on us. And you did by way of the old timer said that you'd heal us of all of our diseases and you did tell Father Abraham that you was my protector and my provider and that includes me so that I believe that I am justified by grace because you said that it's not worse than any man supposed. but by grace are you saved through faith and by thank you for that Lord because I'm a rotten old good scumbag but by grace I'm saved therefore I know that I'm a son of God my price has been paid I stole the watch and you told me I could keep it, but now uh, you said. Then what did you say? What did you do about my promise when you heard that I will answer your need according to promise? Well, Lord, you was there. you seen me. I heard the good news that I can be healed. And if you don't intervene, I won't be around here much longer. And I'm not quite ready to go home yet because i got some things to do for the kingdom of God i got some children I need to be an example for. I've got some things I need to be doing. So I'm not quite ready yet. And I heard the good news that you would meet me at my point of need. I don't care how far along the doctor said I'm gone. But you said I wasn't gone until faith gives out. So I got so happy that I cried and I shouted. I run around the church. I told everybody, praise God, I'm healed. Hallelujah. I heard the word of God. woo I prayed. Oh, I was so happy, Lord. I just felt so wonderful. Glory to God well he said that's that's pretty good I was so overwhelmed I felt so good about the prospects of getting well I felt that assurance in my heart Lord I just just knew it I just felt felt healed all over I, I got it preacher even told me though I smoked and got cancer I drank booze and lost my brain I done all these rotten things he said you'd take care of it anyway that's what the preacher said. Now if you're going to back up your preacher. See if you're going to back up your preacher. And these signs you'll follow those that believe. And he preached it and he said it and I believed it. But I did cuss and stew and whatever more Lord. I have to admit that. But he said it didn't make any difference. That you'd take care of me anyway. He said the preacher said. That you would answer my need regardless of what I've done. And I went back and checked and that's what I said. And I'm sorry about the, how rotten I lived. I tried and tried, but I just kept like a banana peeling, my foot on a banana peel all the time. I got saved every Sunday morning, got lost every Tuesday. You can't depend on any one iota. But I still need to heal him. And if you'll deliver me this one time, and you'll meet me at this point of need, I'll just praise God, and I'll tell everybody how great a God you are. He said, Well, son, that's fine. By my stripes, you're healed, and that's my promise. <laughs> Well, Lord, I'm so happy for the promise that I, I went about and I told everybody, I'm healed, I'm healed. I had cancer, but I'm healed. Oh, I had this, but I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm healed. Uh, then what's the problem? Praise God, I'm happy. Now, how many has ever heard the gospel of come being saved and you repented and God really convicted you of being saved? You went up and repented in your sin. You felt so wonderful that you just felt washed out, clean. Everybody. How many has ever felt that? Happy, 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 happy. What happened on Wednesday. But there is a problem that we find, and that is that our faith is going to be tried. My goodness, Lord, you were so happy last Sunday. You shouted and rejoiced. You shook people's hands. You was crying. You patted people on the back. Why has thou countenance fallen in just five days? Where why the frown? Where's the rejoicing in the camp that we had our needs met? How many has had any needs met this week? Have you had them met yet? Have you had needs met this week? That's that's one that's good. Then you ought to be shouting louder than you was last Sunday. Karen, y'all want to come? I'll hurry up. You make me come, I'll hurry up. 1 Peter 1 7 That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Though it be tried by what? All the fiery darts of every devil that you ever heard of. So, what's going to be tried? Your faith. Your faith is what's tried. Your confession is what's tried. You heard the word of God. You heard the promise. You received it with joy. You had the assurance in your heart. The anointing was upon you. That promise is absolutely true. You won and believed it. And you was happy over it. And now then your t- faith is going to be tried. And the Bible tells you you should shout louder and harder and more in the trial than you did when you heard the gospel. though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. Your faith in the promise gets tried. Now this stops 95% of people getting their prayers answered. Because let's just face it, we're Laodicean, you whatever more, Hans 57, and we just don't like to be tried We just don't like problems. I started to say something, Lord said, no, don't just skip that. Our faith gets tried. God said, I would meet your need. That is true. But your faith is going to be tried. So here begins the greatest battle ever fought, the battle of the mind. well I knew there was a catch somewhere the preacher pumped me up one week and I was so happy that he told me I could have what I wanted he didn't tell me go make things right give the $5 back I stole or nothing he just said I could have my knees met I had a need so praise God I need healing and God said that's true I know you need healing I know my word said I'll heal you of all your diseases. I know my word says by his stripes you are healed. I know that I said I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. But you need just a little character to go with this. You want to spoil a child? Every time they think they need something, give them another quarter, give them another dollar, give them another car, give them, give them, give them, give them, give them, give them. you have a character. Begging child, it's always got something that they want, but never work for it, never take the responsibility for it, and never grow in faith. Watch James one. You find that two things go hand in hand. You pick that up in Exodus twelve seven and eight. They uh, eat unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat two things hand in hand: faith and trials. My brother counted all joy when you fall into a diverse temptation. All joy. That's pure joy. Nothing mixed with it. Amy is full of joy this morning. I'll give you the desires of your heart that your joy may be full. You got joy when you heard the good news that he would give you your needs. You rejoiced over the promise. I've told you this 25 years ago, but young people hadn't heard it. I preached a series a long time ago. The Holy Spirit will preach you the Word. It will anoint you to hear it, and it will enthuse you. And it will get on you for you to understand. Yes, that's my, oh, hallelujah. I believe it. I got it. Glory to God. And as soon as you walk out, you stay the same or you even get worse. This is a proven law. Because he anoints you to hear the word, you rejoice and receive it, then the Holy Spirit pulls away from you. And here comes the devil. He comes to test your confession, and that's through your mind that you count it all joy. What I'm telling you is, you rejoiced over here and you're healed. Now when you get worse or problems come, shout even louder. Come on. Because that is the very evidence that the answer is on its way. Come on. If Daniel had shut up 21 days, he'd give praise to God. And that angel said, I've been trying to get to you ever since you prayed. I started Two years to give you the answer. The devil hindered me of this angel over here. This, and I had to call Michael. And he had to take over that devil. To loose me to come to make sure your prayer gets answered. Well, Brother Greg, it's been three days and I ain't completely got it yet. Well, get the frown off your face. Let's stand to our feet this morning. And let's give God shout and praise. Because the answer is on the way. We will have our needs met. Praise be to God. What do you need? We need patience. Ooh. How does patience come? Ooh. Tribulation. Ooh. I hate pain worse than anything. I hate uh, I don't like to go through bad times. I don't like to get on my knees and pray for food for dinner. I don't like to worry about, is there going to be three people in church? Are you following me? I went through three years of mental hell. Until I come to a realization in my mind. and my confession held true. God is my protector. He is my provider. My God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory. And everything give thanks. I didn't like that verse of scripture, but it said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Am I to give thanks when I hear the gospel? Absolutely. Am I to rejoice when I hear the good news of the gospel? Absolutely. When the devil comes, the problem gets worse. What am I supposed to do? It didn't work for me. Don't be double minded in all your ways. Come on. People come to church on one Sunday. They get saved, they shout, you don't see them until three months later when they got another problem. Don't be double-minded in all your ways. What is double-minded? Wavering in your thought. Decision. They see. oh, I'm in the, oh, I got healed. oh, I didn't, oh, I'm, I must, oh, oh, oh. Don't think you're going to get anything from God from that. Be fixed in your mind. God said it. I believe it. We are to give thanks to God for the hearing of the gospel. We're to give thanks for God for the trial of our faith. We are give thanks for God knowing that it works patience. And the Bible said, when patience has its perfect work. That's what the squeeze is all about. When patience has its perfect work, we're going through a trial. We're going to be squeezed. We're going to be forced down whether you believe this message or don't believe it, but when the trials has its perfect work and patience is formed in you, then you'll be entire. You will be complete. And the Bible said, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing means I can have whatever I say. That my joy may be full. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise... Offered up his only begotten son. So what are you telling me, Brother Gary? There is a promise. There is a problem. And then there is provision. The problem guarantees the answer is on its way. Praise be to God. If you feel the same today as you was last week, or even worse, that's a good assurance to you that the promise is. It's true open your mouth and give praise to god thank god anyhow devil you're a liar as long as i'm praising god the devil can't put negative thoughts in my mind i'm going to put my mind on the word of god i'm going to put that word in my mouth and nothing's going to change me having done all to stand I've had the elders lay hands upon me. I have been anointed by oil. I've read a quote. I have prayed. I have fasted. And having done all to stand, I'm going to stand here and believe. Praise God. Because this is it. Next week I want to look at it more and more. What is it? This is it. And the whole key is your revelation that God is here. He hears you. He hears you. He's looking at us right here this morning. He said, well, I don't feel him. No, no, he's here. God hears us. He's watching you. He's waiting. He said, well, how come he hadn't manifested it? Because we didn't take Brother Brown's word for it. And he said, like Moses and Elijah, God pulls back. He pulls over here because you didn't receive his messenger. You didn't take his word for it. He pulls back and waits for you to get into condition that you need him. How come all these conditions happen? We need it. And God is answering prayer according to what we need. We need just a little more patience for the perfect faith to come to the spoken word that we will reach the stage. Whatever need we have in this building, every super day won't be one thing. There won't be one blind eye, won't be one cripple, won't be one with cancer, won't be one with the heart. Every person in the building will have their needs met by the presence of Almighty God. Well, that's a long way down the road. No, it is here now. And he's only waiting for us to realize that God is here and us to have that revelation and talk to him and speak the word out of our mouth. Father, you are here I preach that you meet according to need. I have preached it, and you will confirm that message. By March 16, these signs shall follow those that believe the gospel. Amen and amen. The question is over. It's settled. It's done. We will have our needs met. That's thus saith the Lord. Let's pray. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Can. Hmm, that's a good one. Amen. Hey, made believes this morning. All shouting bad t- the worst hardest thing I ever had to do was shout in good times. Because when I shout in good times, I know that bad times are coming, praise God. <laughs> we used to have church, boy, everybody get happy, they run around the hall, and boy, we just have a good time. Ooh, we glory. The devil's cast out, oh, speaking in tongues, and there wasn't nobody bare next Sunday. I always dread the Jericho march and a Hallelujah service, and everybody gets blessed because I knew next Sunday nobody'd show up because they're still full of joy. So they went fishing, they went this and whatever more, and they had to wait till they got sick and broke again to come back. When are we going to take God's word of who we are? You're not like a gas tank that you get out, fill up on Sunday, and run around here and get empty by Wednesday. You've got a power inside you that keeps you full all the time, but we're fixing to enter the great battle of Armageddon. That's the battle of the mind. You ask me, look at at what's happening. We'll pick it up next week. This is it. You're going to be forced to make a decision, and it's already come. Thousands of preachers and believers. And got caught up in this follow the sign, the bear, and me fell off the bridge. And whether Brother Branham said yea or nay or 700 or seven, on and on. And walked away from the message that it's not even true. They made their decision, their decision cut them out of the economy of God. Every one of us today, you're going to have to make a decision. You young people, you want to go on a rapture? What do you got to do to believe? Believe that this is true. You got to make a decision. You, see my, you mean my place is just making to see if this is right and I'm going to accept it and believe it? I can walk in? Absolutely. Well, what about these Pentecostals? What are more than they don't believe it? They're not going. They're not going. I'm talking about a different kind of faith. A different kind of faith. And that different kind of faith is what? This is it. It has been spoken. I don't doubt it. And it shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. Oh, say every praise.